Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. Joining me as always is my verbal sparring partner, the Iron Man of MTMV Sports. None other than the newly minted Wildress Ruffin. I mean, I, that intro was it. That this is why you are a 2022 Spin Awards nominee for Voice of the Year, sir. You know that. that is, I need that intro everywhere I go. I need that intro, and then I need like a uh, Big Daddy Kane smooth operator to play as I walk into the room. Okay, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's your man. Uh, Will Will just roughing here uh, with the man, the myth, the legend, the MTMV curator of combat sports, the voice. Sir, how are you doing today? Oh man, you know how I'm doing. Are, are we talking about fights today? Uh, I already know. I already know. Yeah, it, it, you, we... you, you want the you want the smoke for at least the next thirty to thirty to thirty or forty five minutes. I, I already well, know. It. Well, I, I'm not gonna say I want the smoke, but any day that we're talking fights. A wonderful day for me. It, it, it makes my day. It gives me life. If there's a weekend that I can't watch two fights at one time, it's it's it's, it's a little sad. I have to say, it's it's a little little depressing sometimes. Well, we got some great stuff here uh, for you to talk about and, and for the good people to enjoy. Before we do that, Wildress, I gotta I, I gotta get that name plated. Wildress, the voice. We'll be right back. And welcome back, good people. So, voice, it's another weekend of amazing boxing coming up. Are, are you ready for this? Oh yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get right into it. So, newly crowned WBC featherweight champ Mark Magnifico Maxio actually has no time uh, to enjoy his championship. He's actually going to be taking on the unbeaten, undefeated former super bantamweight champion. Ray Vargas in a scheduled championship bout uh, July 9th from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Now, while these two have talked each other up before the bout, uh, even praising the tradition of uh, Mexico versus, versus the Philippines, um, with Vargo actually also commenting on the power that Magnifico provides. Uh, but while they're talking each other up, Vargas has also stated that he's going to be ready to counter everything that Magnifico comes with. Voice. In a tremendous bout of two undefeated knockout artists, should we really expect fireworks from this bout? Well, I mean, you said that they're undefeated, and you said that they are knockout artists. I mean, Vargas has stopped the majority of his fights uh, by way of knockout, uh, with 35 wins and 22 knockouts. Can't necessarily say that makes you a knockout artist. Um Especially seeing as he hasn't knocked anybody out in <laughs> in quite a quite a while, 2016. Uh, but he's definitely uh, someone who uh, is undefeated 
and that is very very notable uh he's an undefeated featherweight going in and, and taking on uh the the champ for the title so uh should it be a good fight yes it is is it a fight uh that warrants our attention absolutely uh, especially with Maxayo, uh the uh or i should say magnifico we're just gonna call him mark magnifico because the the ring uh only sounds a little bit better but anyway he's coming off of a win a majority decision over gary russell jr that fight again it was a majority decision but many people see that with a little bit of an asterisk because well number one it was uh gary russell's first loss however gary russell was also dealing with the fact that gary russell senior was not feeling well you know he was sick and i don't know if he was in his corner or not we know that uh that he did succumb to uh his battles recently you know over the past couple months so i want to salute the russell family uh and the russell fighting family as i'm sure uh, that still weighs heavily on uh, their hearts but you had all those things going on leading into the fight with magnifico you know so again they're not taking anything away from him because he still has to go in there he still has to do it but were you facing the very best uh gary russell jr we don't know this is going to be the test to, to say whether or not this was uh, or your previous win you know over a great was uh if that was the rule or if that was an exception a champion isn't a champion until they defended their title and he's taking on an undefeated fighter to attempt to uh, again solidify himself as a champion and defend his title his last fight outside of the fight with Gary uh, Russell Jr. when he fought Julio Seha he knocked Seha out he also knocked out Pablo Cruz um you know so he he's he's more of a even though um the, his knockout percentage is about the same as red i mean uh i want to call him red so bad it's uh, ray vargas uh even though his knockout percentage is probably around there he's had stoppages more recently than vargas has and that says a lot because the longer you go in this fight game the harder the fighters get the less likely it is to knock someone out so it's going to be interesting to to see what happens i love that they're playing up the mexico uh philippines matchup uh you say that and my mind automatically goes to uh pac-man versus marquez and and the wars that they had so uh if they do anything like uh some of the previous filipino mexican matchups we got a fight on our hands yeah that's definitely gonna be a great fight and it's funny that you mentioned that magnifico actually brought up that fight when mentioning uh the legacy between mexico and the philippines and they both actually promised that it's gonna be a fight to remember so um definitely make sure that we check out uh that that's actually gonna be taking place on july 9th so definitely look for uh, your local listeners for that fight um now on ufc on espn coming live 
also July 9th from the UFC Apex in Nevada. Uh, Rafael Dos Enos is actually going to take on Rafael Fizzy. Um, mm-hmm. So it's technically the battle of Rafael's. This is going to be about to have been uh, previously postponed uh, twice. The first time was due to uh, uh, Fizzy's uh, uh, visa issues. And then the second time there was issues with COVID also so they're both excited to actually be taking this uh taking this on and the former lightweight champion stated that he's coming into the into the bout with intentions of adding and i quote heavy pressure as adamant has never had a five round main event bout before so voice with those thoughts does Anyos have a great strategy to to get an advantage or is this going to be a disadvantage for him I mean, he he really laid out why it would be an advantage. Uh, Fighting a five-round fight is much different than fighting a three-round fight. Uh, Do you, and especially with this being the first time, does he know how to pace himself? You know, is he going to gas himself out? How is he going to approach the fight? Will it even make it the distance? All those questions that will be answered on that night, but to come and to apply pressure is wise from that standpoint. Here's where it could backfire, though. Fazeev is a phenomenal striker. Fazeev is the uh, is a striking coach at Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand. He's like the MMA striking coach. He can crack. Oh, my goodness. He, he is so creative with his strikes. And when you are pushing the pressure, you're coming in. You, you could be setting yourself up to get stopped. So, it, I mean, but that goes both ways. If you're able to get close enough, then you uh, mitigate the striking because, you know, you can't throw your, your spinning kicks when you're up close you know you you may not be able to strike the same in close as you can at distance so there are always many factors at play uh again the strategy could be great it could backfire we'll find out when the pin drops the cage door locks the thumbs go up and they start the clock that needs to be put on a t-shirt that's epic I like that. We, we we need to get that on the t-shirt. Whoever we got to talk to, uh, that definitely sounds like an amazing fight. And, and UFC ESPN actually has uh, a lot of great bouts on it, including this week's the Voices Marquee matchup, which is a bantamweight uh, bout. Voice, tell us about that. Okay, before I do, like you said, there are quite a few uh, fights on the card. You got uh, Kyle Burrell fighting uh, Armand Petrosian. You got Jamie Pickett taking on. Uh, Dennis in a 185 uh, fight. These are all on the main card. Jared Van De- Vandera and Chase uh, the Vanilla Gorilla Sherman taking on each other at heavyweight. And then you got a fight that normally will be the Voices Marking Magic because you got St. Louis's own Michael Johnson taking on Jamie Malarkey. So for me to choose Saeed Namagamedov versus Douglas the Silva uh DeAndraj or Douglas Silva DeAndraj as the voices marking matchup over a St. Louis. Oh, you know you need to see this fight. Now part of it has to do with the names. Uh, I said in the Ragamedov, right? Right. Like uh arguably 
the greatest name in MMA. Speaking of Habib Nurmagomedov, well, Saeed is fighting out of his camp. His last name is Nurmagomedov for a reason. They're related, and he brings the heat. I mean, uh, Saeed, Saeed is a phenomenal fighter, just as uh, you know his cousin Habib is. But Saeed does things a little bit differently than Habib does. Saeed is known to uh, to ground and pound you. He's known uh, to, to stop people with kicks and punches. You know, he, he's known to be a striker, which is not something that Habib was really known for. Habib was known more so uh, for his, his grappling and his pressure, you know, his ability to lock someone up and then beat the snot out of you. I remember when he was fighting <laughs> Michael Johnson. And he was like, dude, give up. I need to fight for the title. You know, I, I really don't want to beat you anymore, but you but you, you got to give up so that I can stop beating you like this. Um, so, like I said, Saeed comes at it from a different perspective, or I should say a different uh, way. Uh, is he uh, as... Or I should say, is his record as good as Habib's was? No, because he's lost two times, including the loss of Jaime Barcelos uh, in the UFC. Uh, however, he bounced back from that one. Uh, that's his uh, first loss in in a long time. Uh, but he bounced back from that loss uh, to run off two in a row. And now he takes on D. Silva. And D. Silva is no joke d silver does the thing uh he is uh has a, a much more extensive record uh at 28 and 4 versus nurmagomedov's 15 and 2 record i've you know, been fighting a bit longer i've uh, been fighting some of the best of the best uh he's you know taking on uh piotr young he's taking on rob font he's beaten marlon vera he's beaten Hen- henry briones you know he he's beaten a number of fighters but he's lost two you know he like i said he he took on uh piotr young and got stopped he took on rob font and got stopped he lost a unanimous decision against one of saeed's uh teammates in zubaira tukagov the the one who sucker punched conor mcgregor in the back of the head when conor and habib fought so Saeed has, at least in his camp, someone who's got intimate knowledge of him, someone and uh, a, a game plan, or I should say uh, strategic people there who know how to beat him because they beat him before. So that does give him a bit of a leg up. But that was a long time ago. That was in 2014. This is 2022. Yeah, nearly, yeah, well, so eight years ago that that happened, and people are, are different. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting fight because of uh, of all of those things. Uh, Saeed can do it on the ground. He can do it on the feet. Same with uh, D. Silva. You, it, it's going to be a phenomenal fight, and one that you definitely want to watch because these two should be bringing it. So UFC ESPN is actually going to be basically an amazing card from top to bottom is what you're telling me. And it's it definitely sounds like you can't miss it. I, I can't say all of that because 
you don't know what's you, you just never know but mm-hmm. i'll say this on paper it's a pretty good fight card like i said it, we, we just talked about the the main card we didn't talk about uh the undercard uh whatsoever and on the prelims you got folks like Cynthia Calvillo taking on Nina Nunez. Amos a hobby fighting Ricky Tercios. Alan uh Antonio Shevchenko and Courtney uh Cass Iron Casey, Cody Bundridge, uh uh David Onama, Kennedy, and Chubu. Man, it, it there, it's you got a lot of good fights on this card. And I'll say this: the UFC has really been uh um they've really been doing a good job these fight night cards uh historically or i should say in recent history it's been like eh, you know you can take it or leave it catch the main event live and then the rest of it you know catch the the replay or or, you know watch it on espn plus Uh, that's what i do um i will uh just go and see what fights stopped (laughs) what fights stopped uh, uh before like 22 minutes and then i watch that because that means that there was a stoppage uh you know you can do that and and uh and be perfectly fine these past couple cards you've wanted to be in your seat from the time they started to the time they ended because they have been doing gangbusters and this one has that kind of feel to it looking uh looking at it on paper we have to see that you know this is the reason why the games are played this is the reason why uh you fight the fights on paper if it you know if, if that was the case if everything was on paper then it wouldn't be as exciting as it is so uh, you uh is this one that you want to pay attention to probably sounds good i mean it, it, it's overall going to be a busy july 9th weekend for boxing so you probably don't even want to leave your home unless you have to if you got to get your groceries do instacart you know if you got family coming in town family probably need to sit and watch with you because rounding that one out in a in a rematch that is literally six years in the making uh british heavyweight Derek chisora is actually going to be taking on kerbot kubrat kubrat i knew i butchered it i felt it (laughs) <laughs> they're gonna that's gonna be taking place at the o2 arena uh saturday july 9th also now the second fight between the two actually comes after uh fully defeated uh Chisarabot, uh split decision for the european heavyweight title uh back in 2016 now while both fighters respect one another there's no love loss apparently but pulov stating that the bout will be one big sparring session and Chisora guaranteeing a knockout so voice <laughs> With this bout here between two individuals who clearly have bad blood between one another, which will we be looking for here? And and, and I mean, with Derek Chisora also in, in reading up on him, I'm finding that a lot of people feel as though if he loses his fight, that he should probably consider uh, retirement. So give us your thoughts on the bout and also your thoughts on uh, Chisora's uh, legacy after this bout and where he should go next. Well, I would agree with the uh, with the statement that if he does lose, he should probably think about retiring because again, uh, he has lost quite a few. He loses this fight. This will be four in a row. The last time he will have beaten anybody uh, would have been David Price in 2019. And here's the thing with the exception of maybe like Arthur Spilka, when he's lost, he's lost to 
Uh, and, and I'll say uh, Carlos Takam as well. Uh, when he's lost, he's lost to the best of the best. He's lost to Cooper Apulier already. He's lost to Dillian White a couple times. Uh, he, he lost to Joseph Parker back-to-back in his last two fights. So, yeah, I mean, if you can't beat uh, Kubrat Rapuliev, who, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> last fought uh, uh, on a Triller card, then you, yeah, you, you, you probably need to hang it up. Yeah, if, if you can't beat somebody who's fighting on Triller, then you, you, you probably don't need to be fighting. You probably don't need to be fighting. So I, I, I definitely understand that um, that thought process, especially saying as, you know, he's 38, been fighting for quite some time. And um, like I said, you, you're, you're fighting somebody who who's fought bare knuckle recently. And not just bare knuckle recently, but who's 41. You can't beat a, a 41-year-old fighter who, who stopped boxing to do bare knuckle. Bare Knuckle is the uh, the cesspool. That is the retirement home of combat sports. Whether it's MMA or boxing, you go to Bare Knuckle to get a last paycheck before uh, finding something something else to do before being a uh, going back to being a bouncer or, or something of that nature. Um, so yeah, if, if that's the case, he he should uh, definitely uh, consider hanging it up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens again. You're fighting a former champion in uh, Puliev, but one who definitely has seen uh, his best days. Probably his last, the his last best performance was his loss to Anthony Joshua back in 2020, uh, and then you know he went on a, a tear. You know, beat Chisora before beef uh Hughie fury and you know some some other middling uh fighters but you know it's definitely again you, you were you were doing better enough you were doing trailer you're done he's just back for another uh payday and i think he'll probably be done I, honestly unless he can <laughs> Unless he can uh, find someone else to fight in uh, bare knuckle or uh, some other boxing champion uh, or uh, uh, boxing name that needs a, a good victory. Well, you definitely gave us. <laughs> felt like you 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 had that just kind of store up. Now now, to, to sorry, you know, <laughs> I, I definitely no. understand. I definitely understand. I mean, I get it. You know, he he's he's had some some. Uh, some incredible bouts. I mean, he's a, a 2006 uh, gold medalist for the English uh, national championship. Um, but you know, at some point, you gotta know when to hang him up, and that's the one thing we never want to see fighters do um, is literally stay well past that time because injury happens or, or worse. Uh, so definitely, I I don't really know what to say to that, <laughs> but it uh, looks like it's going to be the perfect segue uh, to end another amazing episode of the main card. Uh, we've given you some amazing fights, so your July 9th weekend is packed. Make sure that you come back uh, on Wednesday nights, 9pm, MTMV Sports, so you can catch us uh, giving you the fight night update, and also stay tuned for the main card, because we're going to continue to keep bringing you uh, the best in combat sports. Uh, my name is Wilders Ruffin. This is the voice 
the man, the myth, the legend, the Spin Awards nominee. Please make sure that you vote www.spinawards.com. Uh, vote for the team and also vote for this gentleman here uh, for Voice of the Year. I mean, it's called Voice of the Year, so clearly the voice should win. Uh, voice, take us out, good sir. Hey, well, I'll say this. I'm looking forward to the next time uh, we get together. Uh, you know, uh, Ortega versus Rodriguez is coming up uh, on July 16th. You know, we're going to have uh, some excellent boxing uh, going on as well with Ryan Garcia facing Javier Fortuna on that same night. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And as always, fight the good fight.